And now, everyone you would meet at a gender reveal party if gender reveal parties were honest. The future sibling. But I don't want it to be a boy or a girl. I said I wanted to be an only child. I'm going to my room. The Midwestern mom. Oh, I don't know anything about gender politics. I just thought it would be adorable. I mean, a little egg full of blue or red. Maybe a cake. It'll be so adorable. The guy who wanted to use fireworks. I'm going to keep it real with y'all. I just wanted to use this as an excuse to start a forest fire with fireworks. The reactionary. This gender reveal party is exceptionally important because we cannot allow the liberal media to believe that we support the narrative that is anti-Jesus, anti-science, and pro-cutting off your dick. Okay? We can't allow it. So this gender reveal party is very important. We gotta drill this child's gender into its brain before it even understands what gender means or what genitals even are. We gotta get it in there so that they never at any point feel comfortable with expressing anything other than the prescribed societal gender tropes. Give it to boy, we're giving it a truck. And if it's a girl, we're giving it a dolly. It's so fucking important. Welcome to the show. And welcome back to a very special episode of Ruben Uncut. Although in a way, aren't they all their own special episode of some weirdo on the internet just going on tangential rants? Yeah, I guess they are. But today's topic is something very personal. Today we'll be talking about my gender with journey. I mean my journey with gender. First of all, I will tell you up front that there are no real surprises in this story, at least in terms of how it turns out. If you've met me, then you know that I am a relatively cis dude. Uh, there's a number of things in which I would say that I am arguably not very gender conforming. I've had long hair my whole life. And, uh, I, well, I'll, I'll get into it. I'll get into it. Okay, so, now, my journey begins, uh, when I was a child. Now, when I was a child, I was taught, essentially, I, uh, <clears throat> gender was the way that I was taught. And I don't know if anyone used the word gender when I was a kid. Be completely honest. I don't remember any conversation about what gender was. But I was born with a penis, and my parents told me I was a boy. And you know, that, uh, that seemed fine with me at the time. Now, my parents, I, I, I feel like the term gender neutral parenting has taken on a lot of different meanings uh, nowadays, but. For the time, the way I was raised could be described as fairly gender neutral. My parents did not dictate um, the masculinity or femininity of the toys that they would get for me. I I got lots of 
most of the toys I was given were imagination-based, something to encourage my creativity, or tell stories with little people, you know, like Playmobil and Legos and action figures. Now, to be fair, in the beginning, my parents were pretty set against toys with weapons. But, uh, being a child, they soon discovered that this was meaningless because as a child I had the power of imagination and any stick, any rock, any appropriately shaped object could easily become a toy sword or gun. And if I got a pirate set that somehow miraculously had no weapons with it, I would just take the knife from my diving set and give it to the pirate as a weapon. So, keeping me away from keeping me away from weapon-based toys it proved to be a fruitless endeavor that they did not bother to try and repeat for my siblings. But before you're like, oh, but Ruben, you're playing with, with weapons that's very stereotypically masculine gendered. So what does that mean? Well, it mean, well, that's because you've only heard half the story so far, so calm your fucking jets. After that, see, the thing is, is that I also had a gigantic collection of stuffed animals, and even a couple what would be described as baby dolls, including one of those anatomically correct rubber baby dolls that at the time looked very realistic, who I would put a cape on and a diaper and call Super Baby. But the point is, is that I would also play pretend tea party, which I didn't think was weird. Maybe I got it from Alice in Wonderland, or maybe my parents just tell, didn't tell me that tea parties weren't a thing for boys which is something that a cousin of mine at one point told me when I asked to play tea party with her, which uh, was a weird reaction to get, especially since in my mind, if tea parties were for girls, then surely she'd be into this, right? But no, she que she's questioned, you know, tea par she felt like it was important to tell me that tea parties were a thing for boys, which, uh, first of all, is... Is that even true? Let's be honest. Tea parties? They're a thing for little old ladies in Britain. They're not, they're not a thing that anyone in America has unless they've read Alice in Wonderland. In that case, the tea party is more of a drugged out, psychedelic good time. Or, you know, just madness. Because how else can children interpret Alice in Wonderland? But, honestly, this was a minor thing in my development. See, I was raised by hippies on what could best be described as a miniature commune. I, I don't want you to get some grandiose ideas when I use the word commune there. It was essentially three to four families and a chemistry professor living on a farm where we all chipped in for rent and help each other out. That's, that's more the reality of that situation. It wasn't important. I did know that some of the families there had come from a more established, prominent uh, communes, such as The Farm, which confused the shit out of me as a kid, because I always thought of my house as our home as The Farm, but there is, in fact, a more prominent, more important commune in history known as The Farm. But that, as a child, that did confuse the ever-living fuck out of me. People would have stories about The Farm, and I'd be like, yeah, that's here! And they'd be like, no, no, it's this, it's this other place. And I'd be like, what? God damn it. But isn't this a farm? Anyways. The point is, is that 
I didn't live in the standard, traditional, real-world, whatever, major mainstream society. But most of the men I knew were either, typically, most of the men I knew either had long hair, or kind of balding, or had like a punk hair aesthetic. Sure, there were a couple people who had normal haircuts that I knew of, but the variety of haircuts on men were abundant. So to me, having long hair never seemed like some type of disassociation or separating from the, from the gender. I never considered it to be normal or abnormal for it to be a thing that was going on. However, upon exposure to the quote-unquote real world, the mainstream society, I discovered that mainstream society saw my situation very differently. Me with my long, curly, let's be honest, Shirley Temple-esque curls at that age, they have, they're not quite as bouncy as they used to be, although after a good shower I can still get some ringlets going on. But me with my, with my Shirley Temple curls and my rosy cheeks and what I was told numerous times as a child, to my extreme frustration, Mickey Mouse-esque voice, what spent, would spend large portions of my childhood being misgendered. <clears throat> and that, let me tell you, that's fucking weird. And it opened my eyes to a lot of different things and weird oddities of society. So allow me to continue my journey. So it's worth noting that for a larger part, for the younger part of my childhood, while I would occasionally have people misgendering me, most of those reactions ended with me going like, nope, I'm a boy. And uh, there was an extended period of time, but, uh, when I was around seven, where I liked to just strut around without a shirt on. Because that was a thing boys were allowed to do. Something I was aware of in society's standards. However, as I, weirdly enough, as I got older, say around, started, I'd say it probably got real frustrating around the ages of like, probably somewhere between nine and 11, maybe even 12. Probably, no, no. I don't know how long, yeah, nope, definitely extended to 12. Thank God for 13 and puberty. But anyways, as around these, around the, around the tween age times, is where I started to get what I could only describe as a much harsher backlash. Uh, not, not, not really backlash, but I started to run into something weird, or at least I, no, I'll, I'll say it's weird. I think it's weird. I think I thought it was weird at the time, and I think it's weird now. And I should, when I say weird, I don't mean like the literal terminology of weird. I mean the more vernacular here, meaning strange or unusual or problematically absurd. Which was when I would start to go and assert my gender, and technically also sex. I was being misidentified uh, in terms of my sex as well which oh, I'll continue on with that, uh, I would find that people were now pushing back on me. There are a handful of strikingly clear examples to this. 
Uh, I, when I was 10, I got into my first play at a little theater called Antic. And uh, they, at the time, the director was a woman named Marcy, uh, I believe, Grosswiler? God, it was so long ago. Uh, but um, she was a very eccentric theater person, and I dug that at the time. The kind who'd wear a wig everywhere. But anyway, so I was in this play, and there were two boys, and I must have thought they were semi-cool to hang out with or something. And I would guess that they were probably in the 11 to 12 range, just a tiny bit older than me, if I had to guess. And they did not accept the fact that I was a boy. And it got very weird, borderline absurd. They'd be like, no, you're confused. You don't understand. And this, I'm not even, I'm not making this one up. I will remember this ridiculous thing that was said to me till the moment I die. Boys have snakes and girls have pits, which is like the weirdest metaphor for penises and vaginas ever said to me. And I remember my exact response to this, which was, do you mean penises and vaginas? Because I was raised by hippies who weren't afraid of genitals. And didn't think it was weird that children know the words for genitals. You know what's way weirder than children knowing the words for genitals, by the way? When your, when your kids are going around describing their genitals as snakes and fucking pits. God dang it. But they, they just would not have it. So I went to Marcy and I was like, they keep calling me a girl. And she turned to them and said, Reuben is a boy. End of discussion with a very loud, authoritative voice. And I will always appreciate Marcy for that moment, because that's the appropriate thing to do. Because you can't have that kind of shit going on in your play. If people are clashing like that, it's a problem. And they don't get to, those kids, they didn't get to define me. Because no matter what they said, they'd be wrong. Now, you see, here's the thing though. Well, let me get to the second example. One of the other pertinent, patentedly weird as fuck exchanges was this one. This was during through a period where my mom had decided to go back to church, and we started off at some type of, I don't even know what the denomination of it was, and then we ended up moving from that church to a Catholic, back to Catholic churches, uh, I, I don't know exactly what. My mother's pretty progressive, so I, it's very possible something political happened at that church, and she was just like, nope, we're not doing this shit. And we sort of buggered out of there, but I honestly have no idea what happened. Uh, maybe she just was like, I'd rather be Catholic again. But we ended up going, there was a period of, like, heavy catholic -y stuff going on where, like, uh, I was taking all types of religious classes and, and not like religious school, but like, you know, extra classes where they teach you about religious stuff specifically. And it's got like a bunch of letters that I can't remember for the life of me because it sounds too much like C CPR or NPR or I don't even know. CPS? No, that's Child Protection Services. Uh, I don't know. The, the point is, um, it was a very Catholic period in our lives, and we went to this, like, Catholic seminar thing. 
Like, I don't... I don't even know exactly what it was. I was 12. But, uh... I do remember... The only part about it I cared about <clears throat> is that occasionally there'd be, like, a play. Like, they'd do a performance of some Bible story. And that was the only part that was remotely interesting to me. I mean, there were a couple guys who came out and had some pretty interesting stories. But, like, other than that, it was just a bunch of adults in a, in a room talking about stuff. And it's like, uh But, so, afterwards, like, we're all just mingling, heading back to our cars and stuff. But, like, we're in... This woman approaches my mom, and she's like, I just wanted to tell you, you have such a beautiful daughter. And my mom was like, well, thank you, but he's a boy. And this woman doesn't even skip a beat. She responds with, oh, you mean a tomboy? Which my mom responds with, no, I, I mean he's a boy boy. And this woman proceeded to argue with my mom about my gender and my mom has to like my mom was even throwing out the i've changed his diapers like it's a ridiculous situation it's a ridiculous situation now because i felt this constant pressure from society to change i can't lie it made me a little bit contrarian in life and i started to think that you know what the mainstream fucking sucks. They just wanna, they just want you to conform. You know what, conformity is fucking lame. So I just went kinda, so I started to have contrarian thoughts against what I perceived as this patriarchal, although I wouldn't have thought to use that word at the time, but it does match up to what I was thinking. System is always trying to get you to give in to the man. And I swore, and I refused to cut my hair. I still haven't cut my fucking hair. And I started, and I, I became drawn to any form of story or media where characters had long hair. Because I started to, because that, because like it felt what, where, where characters who were men, had, where masculine characters had long hair. So I was drawn to things with like Kung Fu, and I was drawn to like Native American culture, and pirates, and knights, Almost any time period before the industrial era, really, because that's when the whole thing of men have short hair, women have long hair actually came from. You may have noticed that our founding fathers frequently are displayed with ponytails because that was the fashion at that time. But the fashion of men cutting their hair super short, that comes from working in factories, where things... Because if your hair got caught in a machine, it would scalp you and kill you. So men would buzz their hair off so it wouldn't get them fucking killed in a machine. And so, but the men who went to work in machine shops typically had to be pretty physically fit. Not physically fit, but physically able and, and semi-strong. So eventually these people doing this hard industrial work, all suddenly all the masculine looking people walking around have short fucking hair. It's not because there's anything inherently masculine about short hair. That's the thing we made up. It's bullshit. And you see, that's the thing. This really always has opened my mind to the fact that gender, the constructs around sex, are just that. They're constructs. They are bullshit. Like, if you go through... And history shows this. History shows us that gender is bullshit. Are there biological things and 
reasons for certain gender things? Sure, absolutely. At, po at large points in our society's development, people have probably thought, oh man, women are too valuable to risk them getting killed off in our tribe. They better stay home with the kids because one guy can impregnate a bunch of women but one woman can only carry one child at a time. Well, technically they can carry twins, but you know what I mean. The point is, yes, at a certain point in history, these things culturally happened. But you have to understand is that that's still a cultural choice. That's still people deciding, hmm, maybe it's a better idea if the pregnant women stay home and they can like garden and take care of the kids while we go out and fight a woolly mammoth with sticks. But you see, that's the opposite of inherent. That's still a choice that was made based on the reasoning available to, to them at the time. It's connected to biological facts, but the choices themselves are still choices. If a tribe had decided that they still wanted to keep women as hunter-gatherers, by the way, there were tribes that had hunter-gatherer women. The point is, is that while, yes, you could argue that there are reasons for certain aspects of things we associate with gender, those things are still ultimately part of the development of society and therefore still technically constructs. And you might be saying, but Reuben, men have penises and women have vaginas. Technically women have vulvas, but yes, you are technically right about that in a sense. In a sense, the people that we became associated in the binary of penises and vaginas are the people that we call, are the people that for majority of time periods were called quote unquote men and women. However, if you believe that the genitals are the ultimate thing that frames quote unquote gender, then I have several questions. The first question is if that's true, why did so many people who believed that I was a girl without seeing my genitals still made those claims and assumptions based on the way I presented? They jumped to those conclusions with no knowledge of genitals. Therefore, clearly, gender exists outside of genitals. And even the, my, pest, my statements on my genitals in those confrontations did not change people from saying I was confused or wrong because they didn't believe me based on the way I looked. <laughs> not anything they had actually seen. They had no evidence for my genitals in any of these arguments. Therefore, they wanted to make these judgment calls without knowledge of genitals. Let me put it in another way. Mr. Potato Head and Mrs. Potato Head are purely constructs. And I don't just mean that in the fact that they are toys that are built. I mean, neither of them comes with a slap-on dong or vulva. They just don't, you know? There's no genitals spot on the front of the Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head you can slap their interchangeable genitals on. No, Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head's genders are signaled by their hats, their earrings, and the choices of eyes and lips. I have very, 
Which, by the way, those things are weird because men are capable of having both long eyelashes. I have long, I have been told that I have long eyelashes. Number of women have told me they wish they had my eyelashes. Also, the more feminine pouty lip look. There's lots of men who have those lips. Lots of them. These are not traits that are genetically, biologically inherent to gender, but we associate them with gender. And they're used on potato heads to signal that gender. Weird, right? But, the, but mostly, it's the shoes, the accessories, the hats that signal if these potato heads are male or female. Which, by the way, technically, different terms than man or woman. Male and female specifically refer to your genitals. Man is more related to your gender, and woman is more the feminine gender. Anyways, moving along. To be fair, though, society does use male and female interchangeably for gender, which does cause confusion, but language is also fluid, so I also don't care. Because that's the other thing. There is nothing inherent about many of the things that we associate gender with. Inherent means... Inherent means that the value is just part of it. It's not a separate construct. There is an inherent value to the thing itself. You could say it is inherent that my testicles are soft and squishy. But, but like you can't even say that inherently testicles impregnate because not all men's testicles function right. I'm getting, I'm getting off point here. The point I am trying to make is simply this. For a period of my life, I was judged not on the thing that is supposedly the indicator of gender biologically. You can't, I'm, I've been making air quotes a lot during this, and I don't know why I'm doing that, because you can't fucking see me. Uh, so I, <laughs> I hope you can feel the air quotes I am putting around some of these words. Uh, <clears throat> but the point is, I have immense empathy and sympathy for people who are transgender. And I don't think that it is useful or appropriate for you to argue with them about their gender. It doesn't benefit you in society. You're only making your own lives more stressful by feeling that you have to fight the gender identity narrative. Look. Whenever, when people ask you, how are you doing? It doesn't really matter if you believe you are having a good, you are doing, having a good day or not. Typically, people say they're doing okay to continue on with their day. Okay? The fact that there are people out here who are so offended by the fact that people might use other pronouns that they want to stop both people's days to insist that the other person is confused is fucking insane. 
not only that, but here's the actual reality. Everyone who has ever told me that I was confused was confused by gender signals. <laughs> they saw my hair and they heard my, and they saw my rosy cheeks and my, and my energetic Mickey Mouse voice and their brain immediately went, obviously, this is a girl. And here's the thing. Fighting with people about their gender is the thing that causes the harm, okay? That's the thing that causes the harm. People are worried about the harm of their children becoming transgender. That's fucking bullshit. The real danger is that a transgender child might be born to you, a person not ready to accept a transgender child. That's the real danger to your child. Right there. Because let me lay this couple things out for you. First of all, that statistic of people, of trans kids who attempt or commit suicide, that's referring to to children who were not supported. That's referring to teenagers and adults who were pushed out of society for being trans. In children who are supported and accepted in their gender journey, that number drops significantly. I think it's like 4%. That's it's like 10 times lower. The damage is from the rejection. The damage is from the stigma. The damage is from the judgment. A thing the Bible says you're not supposed to do, by the way. Judgment, I mean. Because the damage I took, because I did, I did. For years after that, I did not feel comfortable going to the pool. For sh I spent many years, af like, in my tween age and beyond, where that thing where I love to go around with a shirt off, completely reversed. I started wearing a shirt to the p pool every time I went, because in my mind, I knew it didn't matter that I knew I was a boy. I knew there were people at that pool who would see me and think I was a girl, a girl without a shirt on, that I would feel that that, that would reflect poorly on me and my parents. So I would wear a shirt. So that even if people were misrepresenting, and if, if even if people didn't understand who I really was, I wasn't getting that, I would feel like I was deflecting that stigma. That stigma of, hey, that girl's not wearing a shirt, what's wrong with her parents? Even though it's the people who would think that were wrong on every level, about everything that was going on there. I wore the shirt because I, my brain was felt the stigma and it doesn't even matter if anyone even really ever noticed me because enough people had argued with me that i assumed people were so please if someone is non-binary or trans please do not argue with them and don't be wrong you're gonna fuck it up you're gonna accidentally say the wrong gender you will but also it's not their job to forgive you for that it's your job to learn and you might say, but Reuben, I don't want to deal with that. And that's whatever. That's your life. But do you honestly think that taking the time to be a dick to people at work or in life where you have to stop and argue with them because you think you're right, do you really think that's worth your time and energy, transphobes? Is it? Oh, right. Oh, right. I'm sorry. 
This is important also. No one's fucking grooming your kids. No one is trying to make your kids transgender. In fact, every psychological study indicates that you can't even do that. You can't... The kids are going to feel the way that they feel about themselves and who they want to be. You as the parent have got to let it go. If that's a problem for you. What's more important is that your child remains part of your family and that you learn to accept each other. I'm not going to get into the ins and outs of, of all the stuff because I'm not the because I'm not as educated as I'd want to be. I'm learning. I'm working on it. I'm currently, you know, uh, kind of seeing someone who is non-binary. And that's a new journey for me, and it's cool. Uh, and, yeah. And it's just... I fuck up. I use the wrong pronouns. It happens, especially when you're high. It's just a thing, you know. But that's on me to get better at that. And it's really not that big of a deal. If you can call french fries freedom fries, motherfucker, I think you can call a person they, them. Also, they, them is great. Because A, it is in fact a normal usage of those terms, they, them. You may think it isn't because your brain has that like built-in thing. I had that built-in thing for a minute too. But then I actually started being aware of it and I was like, oh no, we, we do. We do use this word non-plurally all the time. <laughs> Get over it. You're just jumping to conclusions because of it might feel that way. I feel like, I constantly feel like I'm going off the rails here. But the point is that what I have learned from my life experience is that A, gender is a construct. And it is. Let me, let me just throw out how it's a construct. Let me give you some more examples of fucking history and culture, okay? I'm Scotch-Irish, mostly, probably mostly Irish. Those are both countries that had kilts. Now, the thing about a kilt is, the kilt considered a very masculine piece of clothing. However, on an objective level, it's a fucking skirt. It is a fucking skirt. And you know who else wore skirts? The Romans. These are skirts. They're men in skirts. And yet, very masculine men in skirts. So therefore, the masculine association with clothing, or the feminine association with clothing, is fully constructual. If a skirt can be both masculine and feminine, depending on the context, then it is a hundred percent construct. And before you say, but it's because kilts are meant to be worn by men. No, women can wear kilts too, you fucking idiot. <laughs> you don't know shit, okay? There's literally no rules against women wearing kilts. In fact, it, never moving on, moving on. Take also the average, what was considered masculine, like in the 1800s, or the Victorian era, with makeup and girdles and heels. Men, men who fucked women, would wear these things. That was considered normal. In fact, the stereotype 
back in the day for gay men was that they would be burly loners from uh, like like the thing about lumberjacks being gay that used to be the stereotype because to be afraid of gay people back then you had to believe that there was going to be someone who's going to overpower you <laughs> the idea of gay men as as soft came out way later and it's probably related to some type of prostitution thing <sighs> That's wild speculation. I'm sorry. I have no no basis for that last thing I said. That is just a theory I thought of in that moment. Do not get it credibility. Where was I? So yeah, so so this is the thing. Gender is a construct. What we do with our hair is a construct. What we wear is a construct. How we want to be how we are treated in society is a construct. And that's the real reality of modern society. Technology is at a point where the biological differences between men and women begins to diminish rapidly. And even if we acknowledge the biological differences between quote-unquote men and women, even if we acknowledge those, they don't really mean a whole lot. Let me give you an example. The women's... <clears throat> I once went to a powerlifting uh, competition with a friend of mine, and I saw the, the women's powerlifting, and I saw the men's powerlifting, and my friend told me what the world records were. I don't remember what they are now, and they've probably changed since then anyways, but he told me what they were, and yes, the men's lifting world record was higher than the women's. It was like, but the thing was, is that the women's world lifting record is still a number that is high enough that I don't think the average male could lift it without training and exercise. Because you see, this is the other thing, is that the human body is designed to be trainable and buildable and workable. We are designed to be able to learn new things, both our minds and our bodies. So a certain level of training can sort of equalize women and men on some things. And that's, that should really tell you something there. That these differences don't matter. And also, the appeal to the concept that there is a way that most women or most men is, is also a problem. Because when we try to use this type of reasoning to layer and legislate our society, we are escaping a very deep problem, which is that that means we will always make, we will always sort of abuse the outliers, people who don't fit in with the standards. There have always been women who are more masculine. There have always been women who are more feminine. These are things that have always been. And if you're really worried about testosterone dropping in society, you should probably get over to the EPA to be like, hey, can we do something about all the fucking plastic that we're eating? Yeah, if you're worried about our hormones, worry about the plastic. That's what's doing it. It's not because we're eating soy, you dumb bitches. It's the plastic that's all over the fucking planet and getting in our bodies and we're eating it. It's disgusting. <clears throat> That's what's fucking up our hormones and our testosterone. Just so y'all are aware. You know what else changes your testosterone? What, you know what? Something that lowers your testosterone levels that nobody really talks about? Alcohol. Alcohol lowers your testosterone levels. Yeah, that's right. Alcohol makes your body produce estrogen. But you never hear these masculine alpha male types coming out here being like, Yeah, stop drinking alcohol. 
Cause I wanna be a real man. Real alphas don't get drunk. Like, where's that? I mean, I'm. Oh God, there probably is a sober. Probably is a sober alpha thing. But the point is, is that it's the mainstream society of tough guys have endorsed the drinking of alcohol for literal millennia. And no one's about. And no one's gonna come out and be like, "Is anyone else concerned? It's making us pussies." <clears throat> And ultimately, it doesn't matter. Because it, this is the thing I'm trying to get to. We live in a modern, industrialized society. Arguably, we're approaching post-industrialized in this new digital age. And the reality of that is, is that it makes it so men and women, regardless of whether they are cis or trans, can do most of the same jobs. Whether that be in the military, you know, because they've all got fucking guns. Anyone with a gun can kill a lot of people if they've got the training. And hell, in a lot of cases, if they don't have any training at all. Computers are going to make it, computers are making up more and more of the jobs. Which can easily, which can, there is tons of evidence that both men and women can do computer stuff. In fact, women might even be better at computer stuff than we're giving them credit for. In this more industrialized society, we need to start letting this shit go. It is not important what people are identifying as, as long as they are happy, healthy, functional human beings. And I know, it makes you concerned that at some point you're, and I know, transphobes, it makes you concerned that at some point your children are going to grow up and chop off their genitals. Well, great news, great news. Not all trans people are going to chop off their genitals. And even if they did, not the end of the world, okay? Because they don't want those genitals anymore. <laughs> no one is grooming your children. If you are worried about people grooming your children, then maybe care about the fact that Tennessee is trying to legalize child brides. If you're worried about ch people grooming their ch your children, maybe worry about what YouTube channels your children are watching instead of what, what their teachers are talking about gender in school. Because guess what? YouTubers who groom children is a pretty big thing. Maybe you should worry more about the Boy Scouts of America who have had thousands of allegations, an organization that had to admit that there were thousands more allegations than they had on record because when people who had been who had been accused would die, they would destroy the records of it. Maybe we should be more worried about that. Maybe we should be more worried about the Catholic Church and how it handled its priests who were committing child molestations. Maybe those are things you should worry more about than if your child is receiving sexual education in school, which, by the way, doesn't normally happen in the kindergarten to third grade. Not that that really matters. And if you're so worried about it, maybe you should start talking to your kids honestly about sex and gender. Although, I mean, honestly, to your best ability, because if you're worried about this, you are caught up in a bunch of hysteria that is designed to make us distrust the school system. And we should be very worried about that because the school system is in danger. Also, I find it hilarious how many of the weird examples that are given by the right uh, of schools turn out to be from charter schools, which is weird because charter schools, yeah, receive government funding, but, like, they are in all 
inherent ways private businesses run for profit in the market. And yet they seem to be the ones doing all the weirdest shit. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm getting, I'm getting derailed again. The point is, please be tolerant. Please be introspective. Please, please try and accept people and the fact that their journeys may be different than your own. No one is trying to indoctrinate your children. Teachers are just trying to address society as it becomes relevant. Now, <clears throat> let's get back to me real quick. So, for many years as a teenage, the stigma of wearing a t-shirt to the pool stayed into my teenage years until a point where my family got into wetsuits, and we started wearing wetsuits when we went swimming to everything, and for me, that was an absolute fucking godsend. I mean, oh my god, never had to worry about it again. And then now I, as an adult, don't mind going off without my shirt, because I don't give a fuck what other people think about that anymore. That's not true. I don't go outside without a shirt very often, because... I've met dudes who go without a shirt in public, and I, I never know what to think of them. Uh, so now I don't do it as an adult, but I could. Um, and now I just live in this world, and you know, like, if any of my kids came out to me, I'd just be like, oh, cool, now I've got a son. Dope. A thing I always wanted. No, I love them. They're both girls. My daughter's a girly girl. She loves all the girly girl stuff, so I'm not. It's very unlikely. But my point is, is that I would accept them. And I just hope that everyone who listens to this will rethink some of their prejudices and biases and try to be more... And if they ever have kids, or already have kids, I hope you are accepting of them for whoever or however they end up being. I don't know. I hope I made some points here. I hope I spoke from a place of empathy and understanding. And uh, like I said, I am a... Well, there are definitely ways in which I am gender non-conforming. And I don't really give a fuck about certain aspects of masculinity stereotypes that I don't care about living up to. I, I am primarily... A, cis white dude so I hope at no point was I condescending or misrepresentative of trans or non-binary feelings or beliefs just trying to do my best thank you the person at the gender reveal party who secretly believes that it's witchcraft but okay 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 but how does the egg no, it's a boy or a girl. Hear me out. I need to know. How does it work? You smash it, it's 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 blue or it's pink. What does it mean? Who does it? Come on. How it's a magic trick, right? Well, you know, we we have the ultrasound from the doctor and Okay, okay, now obviously you get you know you and the doctor know. But how does the egg know?